Unfound Fears. Hey, I'm Kurt Sanders, and welcome to another episode of Unfound Fears. <laughs> hey, what, what is this? Oi, this is supposed to be my podcast. What's going on? She gave me her number. Who are you? And I called. This is odd. Ben, you need to get on Bumble, my manager said. I got a match, and I asked if we could speak on the phone. Sure. I called, and she declined it. And I replied, sup? Call me old school, but I prefer voice over text. The truth is I tried all the dating apps, and they all failed me. It's a best selfie contest, with people advertising their Instagram and Snapchat. I don't care if you can make the best duck face, or own the cutest dog. I've realized these apps objectify men and women. I care about you as a person, especially your values. And selfies don't translate to values. I may not be as active as some of my peers on these dating apps, but I'm sticking to my guns and building authentic relationships. I may have fewer dates, but at least don't meet people off a few texts. If you're doing anything important with your life, your time is worth way more than that. As an entrepreneur, I know better. I don't settle for what's there. I chase what could be. Yeah, sorry about that. I do love me some Young and the Restless and a little bit of daytime TV as well. So that was a real LinkedIn post by an actual real human, I think. Look, I know I shouldn't bag people out, and I'm honestly not bagging them out. Unfound Fears is a safe space. But that LinkedIn post, if you care, and if you're on social media at all, had an insane amount of positive comments and thousands upon thousands of likes. Yes, likes, that mystical currency with more value than Bitcoin right now. But look, you know, I gagged a little at these wise words, but on the whole, they are actually adored and a lot of people even aspire to be that thing. And I get it, emotional content evokes in most of us some kind of response, but these long winding roads of keyboard wisdom bring something else with them. And that's a face behind the words. We've all seen them. A 40 under 40 recipient, a serial business owner who you just know would have the word hustle tattooed to their fingers, if only it contained five letters, one for each finger. Someone who has contributed to Forbes magazine, Time magazine, Huffington Post, NPR, Ad Week, Week Ads, Woman's Day, Beige Knitting Patterns Quarterly. (sighs) You get the picture. We see all these things and we react, be it with envy, jealousy, a snicker, or even boredom. Some worship at the altar of it. In episode one, I asked you guys to send in the thing you fear the most, but only using eight words. I got some brilliant answers. Some were similar to my own, which is fearing the things that haven't even happened yet. And some, well, may not be suitable to mention in this podcast. Let's just say there are certain places you shouldn't put a toy car. And thank you to ladieslad79 at hotmail.com for sending that one in. But one in particular came from a lady named Carly, and she got in touch and shared this fear that for most people is pretty fundamental in our decision making around taking risks, um, being happy and fulfilled. I'm going to use a few more than eight words to say it, but Carly's fear was this. What if I take a risk and the grass isn't greener? Okay, that was totally too dramatic, but it's so goddamn true. For so many of us, that very thing is a killer. What if I go broke? What if I lose something precious to me? What if I fail so badly that my entire life falls apart? What if, what if, what if? But it did get me thinking. What is it about the grass being greener that we're so attached to? Is it as simple as suggesting things might be marginally worse, or is it that things could be a lot worse? What is the level of greenness we're willing to accept? How do we even judge the greenness of the grass? Why do we even care, and what drives this fear? 
So I started digging. It turns out the original fat man himself, Buddha, had a red hot take on this that has probably graced a million Pinterest boards throughout history. Buddha, in between bites of a huge bowl of Rogan Josh no doubt, said that the key to happiness was pretty simple. Learn to want what you have and not want what you don't have. Thanks Obama, I mean Buddha. Helpful stuff. But does that really help us here at Unfound Fears? We're not here to settle, we're here to take the leap and show the fear who's boss. Well, in a way, Buddha's probably right, but maybe the interpretation could be more about the process of learning to want what you have while you go about having it. But how the hell would I know? So here's a little bit of science to back that up. Jennifer Kunst, PhD, now that's an iffy last name to say, so it's K-U-N-S-T, Kunst, is a clinical psychologist and psychoanalyst who works with adults and couples in her practice in Pasadena, California. She says the troubles in life come when we believe the myth that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. We're taken over by envy, believing that other people have the good stuff, and then we feel depressed, anxious, and persecuted when we believe that we have so little. Now, I know Carly wasn't thinking this way when she said what she feared most was the grass not being greener. Her fears aren't envious or jealous in nature. They're about risk and balancing that with the life that she has now, which means you are happy now in some way, which is fantastic. But what Dr. Kunst says is poignant for her situation and for pretty much anybody anywhere that has ever taken a leap or even the small steps towards doing something that will make them truly happy despite the risk despite the fears and despite the stress that come with it so she says the reason this grass is greener attitude undermines us is that it leads us to turn away from the main task of life which is to make the most of what we have she says by denying the goodness of our very own lives we believe we have nothing good to work with nor the capacity to work with it we lose focus self-confidence and hope but therein lies the key she says when we accept our lives for what they are, the research suggests we're more likely to develop, be better and grow. Shun our unfound fears. Carly, thank you so much for sharing your fear with us. There's probably a million cliches out there that say this way better than I ever will, but here I go. Maybe it's not about wondering if the grass will be greener on the other side, but more about accepting that there isn't really a fence at all. There may be some weeds wherever you stand. You can pull them out, mow over them, plant new grass, plant some flowers, add some garden furniture, spruce the joint up a bit. A cyclone may come and blow it all away, or a cruel neighbour may come along and salt the earth because you borrowed their hedge trimmer and thanks a lot Roger, I was going to bring it back. There goes your invite to the Christmas party. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, you get the point. And it all brings me back to the end of that really long LinkedIn post I quoted before. Your time is worth way more than that. As an entrepreneur, I know better. I don't settle for what's there. I chase what could be. Look, you don't have to chase what could be, but you do get to grow the grass the way you want to. Thanks for letting me have a rant in this episode today. Our normal programming with interviewees will resume next week. Hopefully you come back. We'll talk then.